Hello and welcome to episode 57 of GameSpot After Dark. Joining me this week is Lucy James. Hello. Tamar Hussein. Hiya. And Jean-Luc Seipke. Hello, hello. How are y'all doing? Uh, pretty gumdrops. It's, <laughs> it's still pretty smoky here and... Earlier on, I had a meeting and it sounded like I was smoking a whole pack a day just because California is on fire. Yeah, I got out of Northern California. I went back there for a little bit and then the smoke Mm -hmm. crept up and I was like, nope, I'm not doing this. So I went back to Southern California where it is nice and sunny, although we're supposed to get a heat wave this weekend. It's supposed to be like 110 or something. So, you know, pick how you want to die, either heat or smoke. I guess. Apparently oh. we're going to get 105 in the bay, so... I'm this weekend? Oh, cool. Uh, yep. Well, that sucks. Yeah. Goody gumdrops. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, what have y'all been up to this last week? Lucy, do you want to start? Ooh, okay. So, um, quick quick list. I got the Platinum in control, finished the Foundation DLC, ready to, store, to start the Alan Wake one. Uh, I started Avengers, but I feel like we'll all talk about that in a bit. But my big game this week has been Spiritfarer. So good. It's so Mm. good. I just picked it up because people, I just saw my timeline, people were posting about it. And I was explaining it to Greg the other day uh, because he's, you know, kind of a bit on the fence about it. But it's basically like a a management sim. Um, I've seen it described as being a mum simulator, which I really enjoy. You play as the spirit fairer. You're taking people's spirits and helping them cross over to the other side. So in a way, it's very wholesome, but very melancholy at the same time. But in terms of how I was describing it, I said it's like it's what I wanted Animal Crossing to do for me. I saw Lucy O'Brien tweet this as well, but it's like it's all this management stuff. You're you have an orchard, you are growing fruit and vegetables and grains, and then you're taking those materials and manufacturing them into something else and you're getting enough resources to build a new thing and help out someone else on your boat. But there's no stress in it. I have no stress that, you know, I'm going to miss turnip prices or I'm going to spend ages getting a tarantula island and or like having to deal with any of the online shit, like with Mm. Animal Crossing. And it's, it's, you know, it just takes all that stress away and it's so wholesome. The music is really good. And the movement as well also feels really, really nice in that game. Um, mm. and the music and the characters are just it's just really nice and it's on Game Pass uh, it's on everything but like it's on Game Pass but I picked it up on Switch and it's it's like my, a really good Switch game I, um, I picked it up on PC and immediately I was like should have gotten this on Switch because I feel like <laughs> I'd be playing so much more but one thing I really like about that game talking about how wholesome it is is the fact that you can hug every spirit that yeah there's a that, bunch just to <laughs> hug have. <laughs> and and the animations that they have are so good when they yeah. hug. It's not like you just two sprites is bumping. Like mm-hmm. they actually like embrace, and that's like yeah. very rare. Like you hug the reindeer character, Stella, I believe it. Not Stella. No, you're you're Stella. Stella. Um, She's Gwen. Um, Gwen. Gwen. Um, and like you can see, like Stella's like burying her face in like her her like uh, yeah. her friend, and um, and same with um, the frog, the uncle character. Like he's the best, and like I love he, him. like he really like he really wraps himself around mm. Stella, and like they're like re- almost kind of related in various ways, um, and like you can it you it looks like a warm hug, which is yeah. wild, and like I think the best way to describe it is like all the satisfaction that you get out of doing things in Animal Crossing just minus any of the points of friction, minus yeah. any of the busy work that makes you. And like in Animal Crossing, it makes sense because they designed that. So you put in a lot of effort to get that bit of satisfaction. So you jump back on the start of the conveyor belt and do it all over and over again. This just cuts out that and it removes all the stumbling and the busy work so that you're all you're getting is like pure hits of warm, fuzzy satisfaction feelings. Mm-hmm. And like Lucy said, like the, the movement and the animation is like it feels a lot like a 2D platformer. It's like vaguely cupheadish or like towerfall like the the fluidity of movement there's sections where you have to go into like collecting these jellyfish things and it's basically platforming you have to just like throw your character model in front of these oncoming it's almost like a shmup but you're collecting instead of shooting yeah. but like it feels so good to like jump off like a roof and do a backflip and and like collect these things and it's really really nice and really really wholesome 
You also get upgrades to your movement as well. The more uh, people you get on your boat, um, you can get, uh, like, you can grind on zip lines, you can uh, float, you can get a double jump and all that kind of stuff. And so it just kind of builds. And that's the great thing about it is that you start off just, like, cooking or whatever. But now I'm at the stage where I've got sheep. I'm about to get chicken. I've got... Um, I'm filling up my recipe book because there's collections to get. If you want to, you don't have to get them. There's uh, a loom so you can make things. And you give these as gifts and just chat to people and help them move over to the other side. It's just very good. I really You play, play music to your crops so they grow yeah. faster. Yeah. And it's like a little rhythm-based minigame where you hit yeah. buttons along the track and it's lovely. How many hours have you played? Well, annoyingly, the Switch is doing that. I, I did genuinely look uh, just before this just to see, but I spent most of last weekend playing and a couple mm. hours, um, a couple nights this week. So I'd imagine I'm, I'm definitely in maybe the 15-hour mark, I would say. Mm. Okay. Um, but Switch is doing that thing where it's not telling me because it hasn't been... How, how, how many days, days is it? It's really it dumb. 10 it's days? Like, why? I thought it was seven. Yeah. Ah, yeah. It, and, and it's... It, it's the most frustrating for reviews, like when you're cutting reviews yeah. and like, hey, how many hours did you do that? Did you play this game? And it's like, well, I've only had it five days, so I don't know. It's like, yeah. come on. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I started strange. playing. I started playing on Game Pass, and I put maybe six hours in, and then I went, this is just this is a Switch game. There's no avoiding it. And then I bought it on Switch and started all over again, and it was like even more fun the second time around. Yeah, I played yeah. about two hours on PC, maybe three hours on PC, but I stopped because of, you know, same boat as you tomorrow. I was like, yeah, this this has to be on Switch. Anyway, other than that, um, I guess the big game that we're going to talk about this week, I imagine, is Marvel. Uh, before we do that, I'll talk a little about Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 because I've been playing that and it is really good. I hey, am I'm really glad so into that. it, uh, especially coming off of like Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 5, which I think came out in 2016, which was just like buggy and bad and is not good. But this is really good. The soundtrack is fantastic. What impresses me most about the soundtrack is that there's a lot of new songs on there, but like I like they, they blend so well with the old stuff that it's like really hard to tell. I figured I'd load up that game and turn off all the new stuff and just leave the old songs. But I've kept almost all of it on except for a Primus song because I can't stand Primus. But <laughs> other than that, like I'm super impressed with 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 the music, first of all. And then the 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 park design is really, really good. Like th- like a lot of those stages back in the day were like very simple. Like it was like, oh, mm-hmm. you're on Venice Beach. And it was just like a couple simple half pipes. No, no real character to these levels, but with all of these levels, they've really like added a nice layer of character like for instance in matt's review which will be up by the by the time this goes up he mentions that the mall normally just looks like a vacant mall but now it's kind of got this like post-apocalyptic look to it Ooh. uh and, and it's just like little things like that on all these stages that really bring them to life it, it's it's really good it's a lot of fun if you're into tony hawk definitely check this out it's so good i've been having so much fun Shout out to them for putting Skepta on the soundtrack, UK grime artist, who I'm a big fan of, and they put him on. Good shit. I like it. They put the song Shut Down on, yep. which was pretty big for a little while. And I heard the one that they censored it, which is appropriate because, <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> and secondly, it uh, starts with a Drake sample, which apparently they've removed because Drake is probably like, no. Yeah, the, the censoring on the songs is a bit off-putting because I feel like sometimes they'll censor words like ass which is like come on this is a tea game i feel like you can say ass right maybe not Mm. i don't know but then like there'll be other songs that they don't seem to bleep things as much or as as conservatively it's really strange but yeah that is like the one thing i almost wish there was like an m-rated version i could get that just had i think on shutdown on shutdown they censor what um ben shapiro would call the p-word Wait, ask P word. Wait, ask P word. Oh my god, the self own for the ages that one. <laughs> but yeah, Tony Hawk is great. I don't know. Are, are you? Do you guys have any interest in picking this up? Are you Tony Hawk fans yes. back in the day? At yeah. All? Yeah, I played a lot of Tony Hawk back in the day. I'm probably gonna wait for a little bit though. I'm not like jumping at the bit, bite, biting at the, chomping, at the bit? chomping, chomping at the bit, um, or champing. I don't know. It's champing, I think, but no one says champing grow no up. Yeah. 
But no, I've got. I feel like I've got a little backlog that I've self-imposed on myself. I want to finish Yakuza before I. Mm. You got to play that Alan Wake DLC. Well, that's the thing. I'm going to do Avengers campaign, Alan Wake DLC, back to Yakuza. Jake, as someone who's played um, THPS, uh, do you think that it's uh, portable to Switch? Mm, No, I. I mean, I don't know. Like, I'm. I'm. Maybe they could do it if they. Like the game looks really good. It runs really well. The one thing is that the load times are pretty long. I I have trouble seeing that game on Switch just in the state it is because it does seem very realistic. Like the shadows look great. The reflections look really good. I'm playing on a series or I'm not playing on a series. Whoa. I'm playing on an Xbox One X. (laughs) But yeah, I don't I I don't know. I, I don't see it happening. Anyway, uh, the three of you have been playing Avengers, though. Please use its correct title, Marvel's Kamala Khan, because yes. <laughs> she is the only thing I will be speaking about about that game. Yeah, she it's is fantastic. She is, she is the star of that game, and it makes a lot. Of, unfortunately, I understand why they didn't push that front and center, but they really should have pushed that front and center. Like the amount of shit they got for the beta, like just put in that opening slice of the game with Kamala. And people would have had the complete opposite um, reaction to it. Because like I started playing it with just ready to be like whelmed. Not underwhelmed, not overwhelmed, but like just, just oh, just whelmed. And then the opening sequence with her and her dad was, I was just like, oh my God, this is amazing. <laughs> like for, yeah. for, I mean, like from a gameplay perspective and a design perspective, it's good decent but like in terms of characterization and representation it's like no i can confidently say no other game has been as laser focused on me as as this has um kamala being pakistani muslim and uh you know very much from the same background as i am so like one they did right by her two they didn't remove the parts of the her and her culture and her background that make her identifiable as Pakistani Muslim. In fact, they lean into it. Um, they have words that I've used when I was growing up. They have references to things I did as a Muslim growing up. They have her dad there. Her dad is phenomenal in the comic books, and I'm glad that he's back in in this game and, and like in in the same way. He's wholesome and he's like supportive and also very worried about his daughter. Um, I think the what I like about it is what I'm so happy about it is like Kamala's been around for a while in the comic book world. She's been a thing, and the the world of comics uh, has been speaking about her and the importance of her for so long. And she's started to take baby steps into other genres that have equally, if not larger, audiences and also presence. Be that in um, uh, mobile games or in you know, movie slash TV, she's set to join, you know, get a, a live action version. But for me personally, like the medium I care most about is video games. So I never thought that she would appear in a video game ever. And here she is. And she's not only in a video game, she's in an Avengers video game as the star of it, which is just unreal. And like, that's going to do so much for so many people. Um, Like I started playing it and my first thought was, I'm going to call my my cousin who's a, a teenage girl and ask her if she's she plays the PS4 still uh, she lives with her brothers and obviously has to fight with it with them but if not I'm going to buy the game for her just so she can experience it mm-hmm. and like that's my because she needs to she looks like Kamala she behaves like Kamala and she needs to see that and like before this game was out there's no game that exists that I could do that with. I could never think of a game that I could reach out to my cousin as a young Pakistani girl, Muslim girl, and say, play this, this is for you. And the fact that that exists is unbelievable. Like it's, it's, I can't ask. Like I said, I put a tweet out saying, I don't know if this is going to be a good game. I don't know if I'll be playing it a month from now. And, but I know for sure that this is one of the most important games of, of my lifetime. Yeah, like not only exists, but it's a Marvel game too mm-hmm. like it's one of the biggest franchises in the world that has done that which yeah. is which is mm-hmm. seems pretty impressive john yeah. Lecoq, you've been playing i think a bit more than us i only started last night i think tam only started the night before mm-hmm. yeah, tam, a, tam uh betrayed the the one rule that we have which is like you never just drop into a whatsapp with like an oh my god or an oh shit 
because like it creates panic unless it's de- unless it's deserved but tam like messaged oh my god and he was like the avengers opening is actually fucking brilliant and i was like you know what i'll allow it it's an extension oh, wow. of the uh, no gasping in the newsroom rule yeah. that I uh, instituted <laughs> back in the UK because everyone goes, what? What happened? Yeah. Sorry, John. I don't know. You're fine. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I think I'm like two thirds of the way through the campaign. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'm, I am so mixed on this game. Mm-hmm. I, I like, I'm completely with like, you know, Tamor and that like, I, I think Kamala Khan is fantastic. Like she makes the game for me. Like uh, it, as someone who's who likes the Avengers but is like kinda over it, I'm like, yeah. okay, here's Tony Stark making quips and this and that and it's all well acted. Uh, I actually really, really like Troy Baker as uh Bruce Banner. I think he's actually one of the best characters in the game. Like his his version of Bruce Banner is really, really good. And and he ha he specifically has like some really touching moments with Kamala. Like my my favorite parts of the game is when the Avengers are interacting with her. Yeah. And like, I feel like that's where like the really good story stuff comes. And otherwise I'm like, yeah, they're all fine. It's I'm, I'm impressed with how much story is in there. Maybe it's, uh, maybe it's just games like, uh, Anthem that have like ruined my expectations, but I was really expecting this game to be like every other live service game where it's like, we'll have like two hours of story. And then here's like a bunch of grinding and I was like, okay, I'm ready for that. It's actually not that for the most part. It is like you can just kind of play through that story and experience it. And I, I really, really, uh, I enjoy it for the most part. It's, I, I feel like the, the, the good stuff is hidden though, where there's like, there's so much depth to the, the combat and the characters, but it does take forever to get to that. Mm-hmm. You have to, um, like, I, 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 Phil just beat the game, uh, or beat the campaign, I should say, and he mm-hmm. got Kamala to level 15, which is not that far in. Apparently, the characters go to level 50. And, mm-hmm. and okay. got, so, wait, so there's levels, but then there's power levels? Yeah, so the levels mm-hmm. associate your, your skill points, like the points you're putting into. The power yeah. levels are like your gear. The power levels go up to 150. Right. So he he he's like 45 power level, 15 regular level. And that's just with Kamala, um, who he played the most because you kind of naturally play her the most in the campaign. Mm-hmm. And like th- you you have there are so many skills that you're unlocking that like enhance the character and, and like kind of give them like their their unique traits and, and the depth to that combat. And it's like insane to me that you 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 barely are scratching the surface of that mm-hmm. just when you beat the campaign. And then it says like, okay, now you have like 35 of these like live service repeatable missions that you want to do. Um, and it's like, I don't, I don't know if I want to do that. <laughs> you know, like the combat's fine. It's, it's, it's enjoyable enough. I think it, I think it's got enough there that you can get through that campaign and have a really good time with it, especially if you're into the Avengers. Like, I I would recommend it to people who are like really into the Avengers. But I, the idea of like grinding a character all the way out to max, it just sounds like the most unappealing thing to me. Yeah. Uh, especially because like I just don't think that, like I I I I see where the combat gets good, but like where the combat is right now is like it's fine. It's just mm-hmm. it's just fine. Did you know. did you mostly play by yourself or did you do co-op? Like how how does how does that uh, play out? So the campaign mostly by myself. I think there are a couple mi- random missions in the campaign where you can play co-op, but it's primarily a single player thing. It's actually cool they do have when you open up the menu, you can either play the campaign or if you just want to play with friends, you can basically skip past the campaign to the end game. You do get spoiled on a couple of things, but like it does allow you to like skip all that if you just want to play with friends. Um, and so I, I played a little bit of co-op with Phil and that stuff's cool. It's, it's, it's fun. I, I want to do more of that. Like, I feel like I don't have enough of a grasp on it. Like I want to see like what it's like to have like a full party of four people and like with your powers playing off of each other, like Iron Man flying in there. Like I, I want to experience more of that, but just the, the general mission structure is like, 
I don't know, you're just, you're, you go over to this area and then you wait for this door to unlock. You beat up a couple guys and I'm like, yep, I've done this in a video game before. Mm. Uh, so I, I don't really know if, uh, like yeah. once the appeal of the Avengers, the aspect of it kind of wears off. I don't know if, if the, what's left of that game is appealing to me uh, in particular. Yeah, it feels like like there there's a type of game that that studio is very good at making, like focused single player narrative games mm-hmm. that have like s- small uh, deviations from their main path to solve a puzzle here and there or do a traversal thing here and there. Basically, the Tomb Raider format or the the Deus Ex style kind of light kind of thing, and like it feels like we're not able to fully appreciate that because it's kind of it's like lost amidst this games as a service stuff and at the same time like we're not able to we can't appreciate it and we also can't identify it as being like noteworthy because of that because it's just like the the pacing of it feels weird the it just feels unnecessary like it feels like obviously we don't want to speculate on how it reaches position but it feels like a game where that stuff was forced in to make it hit a trend when I feel like that that studio could have that game that whole the story about it could have been way more interesting because if it was just a focused single player game where you skip between these Avengers you have Kamala as the anchor and the gameplay is fun basic but enjoyable like yeah. and and the traversal stuff is cool like i love running around as kamala just to see like mm-hmm. the momentum back and forth as he she embiggens and grabs stuff and throws herself around even like big jumps as hulk and moving around as various other characters like that's engaging and fun in a 15 yeah. to 20 hour campaign that would have been perfect and, and that is in there like it technically mm. does have that it has like a 10 to 15 hour campaign that you could play and finish and that's fine, but there is that live service stuff that comes after that does seep a little in the campaign. Like, I don't care at all about the gear when I was going through the campaign, right? You're like, yeah. like none of those stats mean anything. I just basically, there's a button you press that just gives you whatever the best gear you're holding is. Optimize like, equipment. <laughs> yeah, I just clicked <laughs> that button and moved on. I didn't even look at that menu because it's like, this is distracting me from what I care about, which is like playing through these these scripted missions that are fun i think the fact that the gear doesn't change the way you look says it all like yeah what's what's the point of it if it like you put that gear stuff in because it it looks cool in destiny you you see it and you're able to customize your own character whereas you do that here and it does nothing to the character model you can switch skins and stuff like that but the core character model doesn't change regardless of what gear you put on and that basically is a it's an indictment on that entire equipment system like I have no interest in that. Like all the all the games that have that in there and make it meaningful, make it reflected on your character model. Why should anyone care about it if you can't see it? Yeah, yeah that kind of sounds to me vaguely familiar to how uh, was it Breakpoint Ghost Recon Breakpoint was, where it was just you, you know it, it was very similar to Ghost Recon Wildlands, except they added this games as service approach to it just because it seemed like the big thing at the time and it still kind of is and like you're saying john luke you're just kind of ignoring the numbers the same thing that's the same thing i did with breakpoint where i was just like well i mean people are gonna die if i shoot them in the head i don't really care about numbers i don't really care about how my character looks especially if there's i'm not going to be seeing any other players you know to show that off except in these weird shared spaces but that's interesting i kind of want to give it a try but i don't know I think like you can play the campaign. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that's just I mean, have a good time. With I'll it. do that. For also, sure. don't get me wrong. The campaign still has a lot of bugs. Oh uh, really? Yes. The like, game is very shit. buggy. Technically, I was it's watching, out. Right? It is. Yeah, it's okay. in early access. Well, no, it's it's out Friday, but like if you early pre-order access, or whatever. If you pre-order, yeah. you can. No, I was watching Greg play, and he uh, loaded into a cutscene, and there were no. Um, there's no voiceover on the cutscene. Oh, and geez. he's had other ones. This is even just lunchtime today. <laughs> he finished a um, a gameplay section and uh, the character walked uh, like, around and just like the stuttering on it was 
unbelievable like just the, mm. the lag on it yeah so I, i've had that thing where um you know back in the old old days when you were listening to some music on your old pc and then it would crash but it would play that one yeah. half a second yes. of music yes. like i've had that so many times and i'm just like oh god kamala please I, I had that happen i had a weird one where there's like a scripted sequence where the hulk's chasing you and he like like flew forward in front of me like ahead where he was supposed to and then like crashed into an object that i was supposed to jump on before i did and then it just caused me to instantly die it was like oh i've had God. weird stuff like that when i was playing with phil um you're supposed to if you hit the like the top button on the d-pad it's supposed to like tell you where all your uh party oh, yeah. members are his icon wasn't there so i couldn't see him i had no idea where he was and it's like this forest at night and it's a pretty big map and like phil's like all right let's go this way and i'm like i have no idea where you are uh and then it fixed itself in the you know the next mission we did so mm. if that stuff bothers you maybe wait for a patch yeah. what, what platform God, I mean, are you all playing it on ps4 pc okay god imagine like i mean this this got pushed right imagine the state the game was in before it got pushed yeah and like imagine what it could be if it got pushed a little more yeah or maybe if like i wonder if just the fact that everyone's working from home affected that bug squashing you know so there was a a report from i think it was digital foundry um might need to double check that but um yeah they did a report where they looked at the actual performance of the beta and to some degree the game and they were like this thing is built to run on next gen consoles like mm. oh so that's why it doesn't it's it like yeah. it's on on newer hardware this thing will perform a bit better or even much better so like that was the case for the beta i think that's right um so like I wonder if once that that next gen version patch comes out, it's going to be like a different story altogether. Um, Have they said like anything an... about that next gen patch yet? Like how that's going to work? Is, is it an upgrade thing, or do you have to pay ten dollars? Like COD I, or whatever. I, I honestly don't know. I I hope not because that would be. I mean, it's becoming the trend, but it's a wild thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Know. I imagine that you wouldn't because if it's a live service game, so ideally you want everyone to just go to it. Uh, oh no, they okay. They a free upgrade. I'm looking it up. Okay, and they say free upgrade. Sweet. Yeah, that's. I'm 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 like cautiously like I I want to recommend it wholeheartedly because of what it does with the Kamala and like what it brings to the table and like the the the, the gameplay is fun. But also, like, it is a bit buggy. It is rough around the edges. And there's potentially a lot of fluff in it. Um, but if you're willing to, like, just try and grin and bear that part of it to experience a a fun Avengers campaign, um, then it's worth it. I bet kids will like it. Like, I was thinking about it where mm -hmm. I was like, man, if I was, like, 10, I'd be so all over this game. Like, are you mm. kidding? Like, I get, like, to play, like, six different superheroes, and it's, like, my all friends. this stuff in it. Like, yeah, with mm. my friends, like, I'd be all about this game. So yeah. but now I bet our... you it'll sell really well. Oh, oh yeah. I think it's sure. going to make mad money. I think it's going to do oh, gangbusters. 100%. Yeah. Anyway, should we move on to the topics for this week? First thing we have here is the NVIDIA 3000 series has been announced. Uh, we have a question about this. Uh, listener questions so i figured i just tie it into this section and we can go we, we can ask we can oh my god uh, we have a question i figure we can go into that question after we just kind of go over the news uh jean-luc i know you covered it yesterday do you want to give us the rundown sure uh so they announced three new cards they're 30 series there's the um 3070 the 3080 and the 3090 the 80 is kind of meant to be the like main flagship one that's the that's the the big one they're trying to i think expecting most people to get it's it's uh supposed to be uh double the performance of the base 280 which is a lot it the it's meant to to like put it in simple terms this is the card that you're gonna get if you are looking to play like games at 4k 60 like solidly um kind of future proofing for next gen 
uh, I think it's seven hundred dollars, six hundred, seven hundred dollars. Sounds about right. Um, which is a lot, but for the amount of power that thing is boosting, like I, I'm, I'm kind of shocked how how much that is boosting compared to their previous cards. Like I was, ex I wasn't expecting it to be that big of a jump. Um, so that's pretty, pretty impressive. And then they have the, the 70, which is like their smaller budget one. I think that one's 500. Um, that's good if you are, you know, maybe if you're somebody who hasn't upgraded in a while, that'll be a pretty significant jump. It's really good for 1080p or 1440p gaming. Uh, and then, Oh, and then they have the <laughs> the 3090, which is a $1,500 card. I want it. It's, Me too. It's uh, their insane enthusiast card. It's meant to play 8K 60 FPS. Hell yeah, for my 8K they, monitor and all my 8K games. It'll be great. 8K monitor is even a thing yet? Don't they, think I mean, so. I don't think they're... I mean, they probably are just not at a price point that anyone would buy one. Uh, if you didn't watch the reveal stream, um, I don't know. I don't remember his name. The, uh, the, the head of NVIDIA. I'm admittedly not that familiar I with I think him, it's he, uh, Dan he, NVIDIA. Dan NVIDIA. Uh, he pulled it out of his oven the uh, the <laughs> can card we, can we talk it, about uh, his, huge his spatula situation so, so oh yes <laughs> like why okay. does he have so many spatulas okay his name's jensen jensen um, yes yeah. no huang uh but Adam? uh <laughs> uh his name's jensen huang and this morning i woke up thinking about his spatula so i've like reached out to nvidia for an explanation on the spatulas um, I'm Excellent. waiting for a response, but I haven't got anything yet. I was like, I emailed them and I was like, "Hey, Yo. so question for you: uh, What's the deal with the spatulas? Like, uh, everyone's <laughs> asking, so can I get an answer, please?" Many. <laughs> yeah, like I think. I mean, we've got like three spatulas, and even I think that's excessive. I so. I ended the email with, "Could I get a statement from the man himself explaining the absurdly plentiful collection of spatulas, please?" Plentiful. That to me is like my bar of luxury. You know, some people are like, oh, I have like this big of a house or I have this many cars. I'm like, I own this many spatulas. <laughs> I am living good. Today, uh, actually, my uh, mark of living good arrived. Bought some new towels. <laughs> <laughs> On sale. <laughs> and used see. a podcast discount code. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that's straight up San Francisco style. Maybe we can get some podcast uh, discount codes for Look, spatulas honey, going. Honey, yeah. sponsor us for spatula sales. I don't know. <laughs> uh, anyway, we have a question here from Hen Dubs. I figured I'd just add it to this topic with the three thousand. If you're in the UK, there's a band. I love to call them a band. They're called N Dubs. That's what. The are <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, we got a name for this episode. <laughs> With the 3000 series cards having just been announced, I was wondering what the GameSpot After Dark's team's gaming PC setups were like. Are any of you enthusiasts when it comes to performance and aesthetics? Any RGB fans, literally and figuratively? And does your hardware affect review planning in any way? Uh, the review planning one for sure. Uh, Callie's not here to talk about it, but I'm sure she'd say something similar and that, you know, if there's a game that's supposed to be really intense on a PC, especially now, we have to find someone with a PC who can handle that VR in particular uh, is something you have to consider too. This wasn't as much of an issue when we were in the office because pretty much everyone has like maybe not the highest of NPCs, but you know, pretty, pretty good um, PCs. Mm -hmm. uh, as for PC setups, I mean, I just built a new PC. It does have RGB in it. I didn't really care, but I don't know. My friend was like RGBs. You got to have a lot of them. So I was like, okay. Uh, and then I've got a, I just bought a 2080 Ti back in April, which Oof, I am now, rip. you know, I knew this was coming too, but I was impatient and I was like, man, cause I had like a 970 and my PC was having issues and I was like, I just got to mm. I can't wait. I can't wait. But yeah. Well, hang on, was that before or after the cyberpunk delay? Well, it must've been after, right? Uh, it was, it was, it was originally meant to be out in April. Yeah, it, so was, it, so it was, was this your little treat to yourself? Like, I can't have cyberpunk, but I can get a new <laughs> kind spot. of. It was after the April sixteenth delay, uh, and I was like, yeah. okay, well, I'll just have something ready for September, and then there's another delay, and it's like, 
Yeah. I get. I I got my PC three weeks ago. Uh, it's got a RTX 2070 Super in it. Um, and now there's new cards out. And I was the moment they announced, it, I was like, shit, should have waited. Um, <laughs> That's what I did. I've, yeah. I've last time I upgraded was what I first moved here. So like four years ago, I had like a 1070. Um, I've like borrowed like a, like a 2070 from the office just to like give myself a little bit of a performance boost. Um, but I've been like waiting for this moment basically to, to upgrade. Uh, my computer is actually dying horribly right now. Um, the fans are just like spinning constantly when I'm playing Avengers, like, like it, my computer sounds like what the PlayStation four like pro sounds like when you're trying to play a game on it, like, but mm-hmm. just all the time. So don't worry. Avengers does that to the PS4 pro too. <laughs> like yeah. it's worse than Warzone because Warzone Oof. is just pretty much like it makes the fans go badly on um, uh, the main menu for some reason when you're actually in Warzone it's fine Avengers the entire time is like <sighs> but maybe you know it's because California's on fire uh, I have a 1080 and I'm fine for well part of me the one you know the uh, keeping up with the Joneses part of me is like oh but what if I bought a 3080 but for right now the, the, the FOMO goblin gets us all. The FOMO yeah. goblin. The problem is, is I, I don't I don't know if, what I can commit to because we also have new consoles coming out. Exactly. So, so I'm like, biding my time. Yeah. What I've told my... Because it's two months now. Two yeah. months. Yeah. Well, so they say. How much or when they're coming. So I'm hedging <laughs> all my bets. What I've told myself is I'm going to buy the consoles. And then by the time I've got the disposable cash to think about a new, um, uh, what do you call it, uh, graphics card, those will probably be a bit cheaper. So Yeah, or the yeah. TI versions will come out or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, literally part of me is going, why don't I just upgrade my graphics card and get Game Pass Ultimate? So if you... I, I well, I actually, mind, I have Game Pass Ultimate. But. If, if you want to get these new cards, they do... Um, you will need like some of like the newer like motherboards and stuff to like actually yeah. hook them up. So because I have uh, the the PC like the the standard issue Gamespot one, so okay. I will definitely need a new motherboard. I, I yeah, like I probably won't upgrade as much as I'm joking about you know being angry that I did it now because like the big thing that I want is ray tracing and and if I was still had like a 1070 1060 then I might consider this 3000 series or 30 series or whatever. But I think because I can ray trace and from what I can tell, ray tracing seems to work pretty well. Like I was running control last weekend at 1440p, 60 frames a second uh, with ray tracing turned on and it it ran basically flawlessly and it was very quiet too. It was nice. Jake, uh, Cyberpunk, they're adding yeah. ray tracing. You could do 8K Cyberpunk. Uh, yeah, Raymond tracing but is like, coming to Cyberpunk. I should be able to ray trace on my 2080, right? I hope. Because if I yeah, can't, then I 8K, might be like, 60 frames a second. Yeah. Uh, anyway, the next big story is that there is no backwards compatibility on the PS5 with uh, PlayStation 3, PlayStation 2, and PlayStation 1. This was kind of confusing, right? Because at that weird event with the fake people in the crowd, Mark Cerny was oh, yeah. talking about backwards compatibility with other PlayStations, but it seems like it's only PlayStation 4. I know a lot of people were disappointed especially because Microsoft has been hitting that backwards compatibility note so hard. I guess the big thing to consider though, right, is that Microsoft's, you know, back compat library isn't nearly as big. There aren't nearly as many, you know, Xbox One, Xbox, Xbox 360 games as there are PlayStation 1 games. Yeah, mm. but I mean, like, right now, this is this is just a maybe, right? Because it came on a Ubisoft support page yes, when they were talking yeah. about, like, upgrading Watch Dogs and Assassins and whatever, and they said something like, backwards compatibility is not available for older consoles. So maybe it's just a weird bit of verbiage they've used. Maybe they weren't allowed to talk about backwards compatibility, but, like, it would really suck. Yeah. Like, because you'd think after people have been clamoring for Sony to do this for so many years to get better at it, obviously there's PlayStation now, but even that doesn't have everything. 
Yeah. Like we filmed uh, Generation Next earlier and I was saying that my Vita at one point had to become the de facto PS1 for me because that was the yeah. only place I could buy a lot of stuff. I wonder if it's just they they look at the numbers and it just doesn't seem worth it to them because like yeah. to be fair like the way Xbox does it is like they they manually like make each game backwards compatible like they had a, yeah. a dedicated team that does that which mm -hmm. you need to because like you you can't just take games and just like now it runs on this thing because mm -hmm. you know so many things go wrong um trying to port that stuff over i think i would really like them to do it as someone who cares about game preservation and you know the ability to play old games but i just i wonder if sony just is like yeah we don't need it versus yeah. like xbox who like feel like they, they they need selling points you know I, I think yeah, there's like licensing issues too that you can run into when you're trying to sure you're trying to bring oh, like a, a game like Tony Hawk for example to modern generations is like there's all these songs that the deals were probably like all right on the PlayStation Two people will be able to play and listen to these songs but then it gets kind of tricky when people are able to start them up on their PlayStation Four. Well, yeah. I mean, wasn't even GTA a couple of years ago had to be patched? For some GTA Five had to be patched, get some licensed games out because or songs, it yeah. expired. Yeah, oh, licensed songs. Sorry, yeah. Yeah, and that's what Microsoft's backwards compatibility stuff was. They had a team put together to renegotiate that stuff and make it work on a game by game, individual basis, and that kind of stuff. Like, like Lucy said, like this is a still up in the air because Sony hasn't officially said anything in one way, and there's nothing to stop them from. You know, saying, oh, this is not backwards compatible natively, but we we figured out a way to make it work on PlayStation now. Um, and, and you know, some other service that is like cloud-based or whatever. Um, so who knows? But it would be uh, disappointing if, it, if they... I mean, we've lived without the ability to play PlayStation 2, PlayStation 3, and PlayStation 1 games on a PS4 as is, so... I'm not terribly sad about it. It would have been nice if they if they made that happen. It would have been massive win for them um uh, in terms of pr and that kind of business but i i tell you what i don't have any of my ps2 games with me or my ps1 games like yeah. I, they're not immediately available to me so like the the ask would be make them backwards compatible also make them available to purchase again and also i'll probably find Which a new way to complain anyway what xbox does yeah 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 i mean I, to be honest i found that like when a new console comes out, that's when I want backwards compatibility because there's usually not a lot of games to play. And then after that, like, I'd never go back. Like, there are rare cases when I go back, but usually I look on PC to see if I can find those first. Um, so I, I I don't really care a whole lot, to be honest. Um, but I definitely get it, you know, especially with the pressure that Microsoft is putting on because now it kind of seems like an expected feature. Mm. Yeah, I think I think the more important thing is make sure as many of the PS4 games that people have are backwards compatible. That's the key thing. That's the last generation, and to a degree, like Microsoft is doing that with just you know Xbox Series uh, Xbox Series X, Xbox One, and like the 360 games. Um, the Xbox games that they bring over um, and make backwards compatible always have some sort of business or promotional benefit to them. Um, it's either usually you know they they benefit on a franchise that's currently existing or will exist, or they get some sort of PR win out of it. It's not like they blanket make all Xbox One games available. No one's playing, you know, Chronicles of Riddick on Xbox or something hey, like that. On, hey, on, on, hey, that hey, game. what do you have against I, Chronicles I of would, Riddick? I would love to have that, but like they're not bringing it back because there's no current Riddick game. Yeah. Instead, we get Fast and Furious. Get Vin Diesel on the phone. Just get Vin Diesel to tweet he wants to play it on his Xbox. Get I'm him sure Microsoft and Phil Spencer <laughs> in a Twitter thread together. Yeah. We'll make it happen. It would be an absolute nightmare. I forgot that Fast and Furious even came out. And it you was know who like I was forgot? Two weeks Nemco ago. Bandai. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> There's a season pass for that game, so I hope they didn't. Uh, what? Yeah. Oh, my pass. God. I think we talked about it a couple weeks ago. Yeah. yeah, oh, I am very excited to see what is in that pass and whether they follow up <laughs> gonna, with more content. I'm gonna Google it. I am. Now. So I hope. I hope they like. I hope they get real wacky with it, or I hope <laughs> it's just well. like. Wait, yeah, wait, wait. I hope it's like absolute dog shit, and people can at least laugh at it. Uh, okay. Who uh, bought that? Who bought the season pass for that? That's what I want to know. I want to interview somebody. Who get bought the season, a season pass. pass and rev up 
the Fast and Furious <laughs> action with three add-on packs loaded with new cars, customization items, and more. Plus, get an exclusive bonus pack and ride hard in Owen Shaw's flip car and inimitable Toyota Supra. It's just cars. What? That sucks. I wanted them so to put like, <laughs> Wait, them to put like Han in it or something like that. It's thirty dollars. Yeah, it's it's the same price as the game. <laughs> what? Yeah. Oh my god. Or almost the same price. It's wild. Like wow. this is the most transparently like money making scheme I've ever seen, or oh, I've seen in a long time. Crap. I'm I'm still kind of bitter about uh, Mass Effect Andromeda not getting any DLC. They didn't do anything that bad. Like they didn't put out a season pass or anything. But what do that you mean? Game... What do you mean they didn't do anything bad? Tell that to the Corian. <laughs> well, oh, no, no, that's exactly. What I'm saying. Yeah, the Corian like... arc that was what was it? They figured that uh, the like... end of that storyline in a book. Yeah, there yeah. were like threads there clearly waiting for DLC and then and then one day EA's like, no, we're not gonna support this game anymore. And it's like, oh and now I've got no reason to ever try to finish that game. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend it. I one hundred percent of that game. On the w- one day it. yeah, one day you're gonna have a moment where your brain's gonna go, you know what, I'm gonna finish Mass Effect Andromeda. Don't do it. It's not gonna it's happen. It's not worth it. It's not gonna happen. I remember being so excited for that. When we got code, I was like so excited and i woke up early to play it and i think just like slowly it dawned on me and i was like yeah this is this is I, actually not you, good i remember i remember peter brown asking me like what i thought of it and it, i was only like a couple hours in i was like ah, it's pretty good i like it so far like you know it's got a couple issues kind of buggy but like i'm digging it and then it was, he was like oh okay and then like i think like a week later i went to him and i'm like yeah i it's, no i changed yeah nope there's there's that period where <laughs> where you just try to convince yourself that it's good yeah because oh, you're like i'm me. gonna that, <laughs> effect. that it is, can't be bad yeah, yeah that <laughs> is like one of the hardest like most uncomfortable things i've ever done it's like oh it's like oh, I, no this is i think this might be i think it's good and then you're just like just admit to yourself you gotta look deep down on. in yourself and yeah just... yeah i remember yeah. at a preview or i i did a preview for it and i spent half the video being like this has some cool things to it that I'm excited for, but also I'm worried about these things. And I got so much negativity from that. Everyone was like, are you kidding me? Like, this is going to be the best game ever. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, God. <laughs> you need oh to find God. all those people and, like, send them their comments. Yeah. <laughs> and be like, look at you. No, I'm not. Yeah. I'm, I'm not reading Fast and Furious reviews. <laughs> and one of them is just not recommended. Well, this game certainly lives up to its name. It was over fast. And it left me furious. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, we should move on to listener questions. If you have any questions, you can email us at afterdarkpodcast at gamespot.com or you can join our Discord by DMing any of us and we'll get you right in there. Uh, There's a whole channel there where you can ask whatever questions you like. The first one we have here comes from Jacob McCourt on Discord and he says, another silly question, if you had to make and market a game beer, what would you call your first brew? I was thinking about this. I was thinking about it too, but I didn't come up with anything, so go ahead. (laughs) Um, Overhops. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I'm going to retire now. (laughs) I literally thought of that as when you were putting the run sheet together this (laughs) afternoon and I made a note. (laughs) The only one I could think of was Super Mario Bruise. I like that. That's good. Super Mario Bruise. I don't I don't know enough about alcohol. I'm like furiously. (laughs) (laughs) Or like Mario's hops. Does it have to be beer? No, or just, let's no. let's do any any D- other booze. double double jump IPA. Nice. No. Okay. Uh, no. If it doesn't have to be beer, then I could do Rye of a Blood Drunk Hunter. There it is. <laughs> there it is. Um, I'm trying to think. In case it wasn't clear, that's an item in Bubble. <laughs> I uh, so 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 I have a Witcher three wine. That is, is, I forget what it's called. I think it's just called Butcher of Blaviken, but we got it at like some press event. And I was looking online to see how much it's worth. And there's one person trying to sell it for 50,000 euro. What? Oh my God. No one's oh bought it. It's been there no. for months. I don't know who Mate, would sh- buy it, but I just like have it sitting on Dude, my desk yeah. and I've been like. Get in there and list it for 49,000. Oh yeah, I know. Undercut them <laughs> right there. You might, you might be the one that's, there could be someone oh just being God. like, if that was 1,000 cheaper, I would absolutely buy that. 
Um, I had that Epic Games 20th anniversary one on my desk. Oh, yeah. Didn't we didn't, open, we opened that we Extra drink, Life? We did, we did yeah. open and drink some of it on Extra Life. That was not a good time. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, marketing alcohol <laughs> usually isn't very good. <laughs> well, no, I have some of the um, cyberpunk IP, uh, no, cyberpunk, cyberpunk oh, stuff, okay. but then I just, oh, I, just don't, I don't open it. I just yeah. Leave it. You you did the world. wine tasting with I did. Mahan, didn't you? Was that yeah. Game of Thrones though? Or was no, that was no. So the Game of Thrones wine. So for some reason, this is why I miss one of the many reasons I miss being in the office. But sometimes we would get sent promotional booze, and they sent us some Game of Thrones wine, and Ryan Peterson and I uh, were working on Game of Thrones stuff, um, and he he was like, well let's just do a fun video for social and you know we get to drink wine at work and i was like hell yeah and that shit was like nine i don't know the the beer it was like nine percent beer but i didn't realize <laughs> and yeah it was assassin's creed wine and uh, game of thrones beer and it was nine percent and me and him it was like 2 30 in the afternoon on a tuesday and ryan and i were just like this was a mistake <laughs> <laughs> But the Assassin's Creed wine, actually, the um, the one that was themed around liberation was genuinely really good. Um, a very nice uh, white wine. So, Watch not the all, video not on all promo- Yeah, not all promotional booze is bad. Don't yeah. drink alcohol if unless you're of age. <laughs> Don't drink alcohol if you're an assassin running from rooftop to rooftop. Yeah, yeah you might fall off a roof. Yeah. Wouldn't be good. No. no. Uh, next question here. Lucy, do you want to read this one? Yes. Also, if you can hear children yelling in the background, they are my very wholesome neighbors. Um, but I think they're collecting bugs right now. It's very sweet. So <laughs> you can hear. Uh, hey, hey, AD crew. Love all you girls and guys and love listening to you every week. I need your opinion as I trust your judgment. I'm going to preface this question with some backstory. I'm a dad to a one-year-old and have a 50 to 60 hour a week job. Not much time to game, as you can imagine. So I like to prioritize my time. Only now am I reaching the latter parts of The Last of Us Part 2. I'm mega excited for Cyberpunk 2077 and will definitely get it. I want to fill the wait with a great game. Question. Do I spend £50 plus on Ghost of Tsushima or go for Yakuza 0, which I already have in my library? Sorry about the long-winded email. Keep up all the amazing stuff you do and thank you in advance, Dan Bartlett. You you know the answer to this. Deep within your heart what the answer is, Dan. As someone who's only played Ghost of Tsushima, I'd say Yakuza 0. So Ghost Ghost of Tsushima is a great game, and I loved all of my time with it. But honestly, I don't think a game has been as impactful on me in a long time as Yakuza. Yes. Because it is so great. And also a tangent, but not really. Um, Max Scoville... Uh, from IGN texted uh, my boyfriend and said, you need to watch The Naked Director on Netflix because it is the closest thing to a Yakuza TV show. And we started watching it on the weekend and oh my God, he is 100% right. So Yakuza has this like zany side, which The Naked Director definitely delves into, um, but also has some just incredible hard-hitting story beats that (laughs) I am just not prepared for. (laughs) So... If you want to have a, a game that is a mix of really silly, really serious, fun brawling, uh, Mr. Libido, also some softcore pornography in there, mm-hmm. it's it got is everything. phenomenal. There's something in it. Li- it literally has everything. Uh, uh, I, <laughs> yeah. I was playing uh, Kiwami, and Jean Luc will understand why I was uh, uh, a bit. Uh, apprehensive about playing it, uh, Kiwami in before now because there's like a mini game called Messy King in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> that is a mini game you do not want to be playing with people around <laughs> because it gets a bit racy. Gets I mean, yeah, there's a trophy race. you can get in Zero for going to the uh, the adult video shop. Oh, and I got it, that trophy. Yeah, I got that trophy. And it just says, "I'm just doing it for the trophy." My, my uh, that was that was what the, the the stream that convinced me to actually play Yakuza was the one that um, Peter Brown and and Rob Handlery did way back when that game came out. And I remember this was like uh, we don't do it as much as often, but like back in the day, like when 
whenever Rob and Peter specifically were on a stream, everyone in the pit would also be watching the stream. <laughs> so like everyone would be like laughing at them. So you could like, and I remember specifically like them going into the adult video store and Rob was just so uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> he, was like, he looks like he was ready to just like sprint out of that stream room. <laughs> I've, I've never seen that. someone, yeah, someone look so uncomfortable in their own skin in my life. Like you could see him and just like, what do I do? It's it's a fantastic stream. If you've never seen I'm it, you should go back and watch it. To watch that, uh, but yeah, Yakuza is great. Ghost. The thing I'll say about Ghost is that it's really fun and it's very satisfying because a lot of the things you do are like the repetitive, you know, clear out this fort or um, you know do all these little side missions and. I, I think Yakuza has a lot more going for it. Yeah. The other thing is, I mean, I know, I know I, I was kind of joking up front, but like the way I hear people talk about Yakuza as opposed to the way I hear people talk about Ghost of Tsushima makes me immediately want to recommend Yakuza. But keep in mind, mm. I haven't played Yakuza, so don't, don't, don't even listen to me. Well, let's move on to the last question that I want to do. This one seems, seems fun. Had to include it. Uh, Tamor, do you want to read this one? Hey guys, so over the lockdown period, myself and my podcast community ran some video game quizzes every night as a fun door in fun door, fun, fun indoor door. activity. One of the recurring categories was video game portmanteaus, where we took two game titles and smashed them together, with the question being a clue to which game games they were. For example, the question would be, everyone's favorite plumber takes a trip to Azeroth, where he must grind his way through quests to become a champion of the realm. Answer, Super Mario World of Warcraft. Oh. So, uh, this is from... Uh, who, who put Wait, this is this from Simon Cardi? I, I was, I was going to say... This it. is a game that he plays uh, on the IGN yeah. podcast. It's yeah. Blessing from, put on PS I Love You. And that's yeah. been... <laughs> Oh, really? It's from Naman Boudoir. Okay. Um, it's, the idea is still good, though. Yeah. So, oh, I, thought, I thought it would be fun to send you a list of 10 and see oh. how... Who... We actually stole this for Gamescast, not PS I Love You. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that was kind of funny. He's Greg Miller. Uh, intellectual property enforcer. <laughs> Greg I'm going to put featuring Greg Miller on this just so we can get the extra play. Yeah, you should have fully turned this into a Greg Miller feature, like all the way. Like call it uh, episode 57, the Greg Miller podcast. <laughs> we have cool uh, friends. Yeah. So I thought it would be fun to send you a list of 10 and see who among the After Dark crew could score the highest. So have you got the answers to these? Are we going to have to? Just... I, I, have, I have the answers open. I haven't seen them. Okay, uh, okay. So we can go back and, and look. Okay. okay, wait. I'm gonna I've got a pen and paper. I'm gonna okay. write down. Right, Number one. Ow. Miriam whips her way through a suburban American town of anthropomorphic millennials. So Miriam, I think, is shit, what's the name of um I that Castlevania like? I I I'm it's on the tip of my tongue. I know. Uh it's not Portrait of Ruin. No Order no, of Ecclesia. No, I, is it not is it not the new one that Ego made? Bloodstained? For Switch Blood and Bloodstained. Yeah, is it oh, not that? Oh, no, no, no. You might be right. Miriam might be yeah, Bloodstained. Yeah, I think, I think it's Bloodstained. And then... Oh. Isn't it? No, oh, no, no, wait. It's, night, night in the Woods. Yeah. Bloodstained Ritual of the Night in the Woods. Yeah. Okay. Hey. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay, so we'll, we'll write that down. Two Number two. Two plumber siblings go on a journey to save their dying father by cooperating their way through a magical fantasy world. Uh, Super Mario Brothers. Brothers? Tale of Two Sons. Brothers. Okay, of two Super Son Mario Brothers. Tale of Two, Son two Sons. Sons. Yeah. yeah. Number three. Gordon Freeman navigates the stresses of high school life alongside a teenage girl who oh, can somehow have life is strange. <laughs> <laughs> yeah ken and ryu find themselves trapped inside a nightmare board game with mario and the slime from dragon quest so what street, street fighter? fighter mario and the slime from dragon quest in one game together oh this is uh it's no hold on. Street oh oh street fighter fortune Street Fort isn't there a game called Street Fortune Street something? Maybe something. Yeah. A nightmare it's, board game. 
nightmare part. I think the nightmare Jumanji. part of it is more more like a a uh, a description from this person's Fortune own. Street. Is it Fortune Street? Fortune Street. Yeah, Street so Fortune, Fighter. Fortune, Fortune Street. Well, no, it's Fortune Street Fighter. Oh, Fortune Street Fighter. Mm-hmm. I think it's Fortune Street Fighter. Yeah, write that down. Maybe that's a good guess. It's hell on earth, and the only person who can save us is Frederick Chopin and his magical music. Do- Doom Eternal. Sonata. Oh, Sonata? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah. I thought it was both games. But, like, Chopin is really throwing me off here. Yeah, Eternal Sonata. Uh, number six. Drop down into the apocalypse in your big-ass mech and navigate a world trapped in 50s Americana with your auto-lock-on pistol. So Titanfall and... Titanfallout. Titanfallout, yeah. Very good, very good. Everyone's favorite web slinger finds himself on a haunted boat where people die mysteriously. Spider-Man of Medan. Yeah. Yeah. Spider-Man of Medan. I like that one. That one just rolls right off the tongue. Yeah. Good mouthfeel on that one. Uh, Zale and his friends find themselves transported to a farm where they must leave behind their life of magic and knights to look after cows and grow crops instead. I mean, Harvest Moon something. Harvest Moon. Harvest Moon or... or, um... What's it called? Stardew? Stardew Valley. What's Zale from? I don't know, Zale this, from, I don't know yeah. the Zale thing. Neither do I. Zale. Zale. This is it's a Harvest Moon. Zale, I think, is from... What's that RPG on the Wii called? The one of the legendary ones that they... Like the... Like Xenoblade or Xenoblade? No, it, it came out as part of like the promo. Like the remember they had like we've got these great RPG, the last story I think it was. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay. So, Harvest Moon. Is there a last in the Harvest Moon? Uh, got no idea. Um, oh, like story of season seasons. The last story of seasons could be. The last story of seasons. Yeah. Go with that okay. one. Yeah, let's go with that one. It's right. better than anything. Number nine, play in teams of five cars as you boost your way through the top, middle, or bottom oh. lane and jungle <laughs> and gank your way to victory. Rocket League of Legends. There yeah. it is. <laughs> Lloyd Irving fails to falls falls to the underground where he is filled with determination and oh. must befriend and save various monsters instead of killing this them. This is a good one. I know this oh, one. Yeah. Oh. What is it? Uh, it, it undertails the symphonia, right? Yes. Oh, yes. Very yeah. good. Yes. Oh symphonia. yeah, Lloyd. Yes, totally. Yeah. 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 All right. Let's let's do an answer check. Okay. Uh, uh, Lucy, Lucy can say what we said, and Jake can say what the answer was. All right. So the first one, bloodstained ritual of the night of the woods, night in the woods. Yeah, we got that. Yeah. Super Mario Brothers: A Tale of Two Sons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Half Life is yeah. strange. Yeah. yeah. Fortune Street Fighter. Yep. Yeah. Doom Eternal Sonata. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Titan Fallout. Yep. Spider Man, nice. Man of Medan. What what <laughs> incredible mouth. Spider Man of Medan. Yeah. Uh, the Last Story of Seasons. Is that what we said? Hey, yeah. yeah. Oh, nice. wow. Rocket League of Legends and mm-hmm. Undertales of Symphonia. 10 out nice. of 10. 10 out of 10. Ah. Also, I, gamers, huh? I think podcast episode should be called like good mouthfeel <laughs> yeah <laughs> just some really oh, good mouthfeel good, good mouthfeel featuring greg miller <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes there we go we're all set anyway that's been episode 57 of GameSpot after dark thank you all so much for listening and thank you guys for joining me we'll see you all next week well actually first we should you know talk about what we're doing this week what we're mm-hmm. working on jean-luc where can people find you and what do you got planned for us uh, you can find me at John Link Seipke. Uh It is already up, but I put out another cyberpunk lore video. Um, went out um, middle of the week um, because last week was so crazy, um, but look forward to that. Um, as well as uh, nothing, nothing, I guess, else this week. I'm, I'm kind of helping out a lot of people on other stuff, but I, I believe next week I should be putting out a video talking about some of the the best PC games of the of the previous generation that you should check out if you bought a new PC, like I'm sure many of you have um, or will be doing thanks to the new graphics cards. I was uh, arguing with someone in the comments about, um, which is always a bad idea, about how your video was spoilery. They're like, you spoiled backstory oh, for yeah. Cyberpunk 2077. And I was like, what? 
This is from a book that was released 30 <laughs> years ago. Yeah. My, my favorite was uh, all the people. Instead of, you know, like, I'm like, I put all this work in this video, and I'm like, and I, you, you just go to the comments, like, hopefully people enjoy it, and everyone's like, you use the wrong, use then instead of than. Yeah. This video shit. I'm like, thanks. God. Although most people are giving it a thumbs up, and it's very good, and you should definitely check it out. People are people uh, are giving it a thumbs up. Lucy, how about you? Um, uh, we're doing Generation Next, uh, which will be up by the time this podcast is up. All about things that Sony and Microsoft need to change uh, for PS5 and Xbox Series X. It's basically us just going through our list of grievances about you know loud fans and account locking and all that. So please. Uh, be excited for that one. Um, other than that, I'm just helping out behind the scenes on a bunch of stuff. I also have Friday and Monday off because oh. thank you, America, with Labor Day. So I took oh, Friday yeah. off too. <laughs> Wait, is that Monday? Yeah. yeah, Monday. Oh my god, I'm um, so happy. I I took Friday off. Hey. Um. So I'm gonna be just playing through probably Avengers, uh, and I'm on Twitter at Lucy James Games. Tomorrow. I just I forgot I took Friday off. <laughs> yeah, you see, my, I, my role is senior producer, but I'm also like Tam's reminder. calendar. <laughs> I because like Chris Chris Pereira is away today, um, and like because uh, I was gonna take we were deciding what days we want off, and I was like, what, what do you want? He was like, I want to take today off, and I was like, I guess I'll have Friday. But now that Monday is also off, what a touch! What? what? I'd love oh, to see I it. should take Friday. I haven't taken advantage of those those summer Friday deal we have. They run out one. this week, mate. Yeah, so. Oh God! All right. Uh, well, I'm just gonna cash them all in right now. <laughs> yeah. um, I am working on the same stuff. Lucy is doing stuff behind the scenes. Um, I, I, what do I do here? I don't know. What I do here you anymore. You do everything here. <laughs> I'm making things. Find me on Twitter, Tomorrow H, where my shit tweets are all located. All right. Well, uh, I, I am working on another cyberpunk lore video. This one is about Militech. And then by the time this goes up, the Tony Hawk review should be up, which I'm editing. In fact, right after I stop recording, I'm going to finish editing that, which secret Matt gave a nine. So it's very good. <gasps> it's a good game. It's a good game. Uh, and you can find me on Twitter at Jacob Deck. And that's it. We'll see you all next week. Bye.